We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Ah. Uh, oh dear. Brains. Oh, you'll be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when zombies say that. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, zombies, Yay. zombies. Oh, mm. Kai, welcome to watching films on the toilet. Nice to see you. Thank you for coming. A uh, podcast in which two dads make silly noises, watch mil- films on the toilet, and uh, chat about them. We've got two really special guests today, so we're not going to spend long introducing. Uh, we have Mr. Alex Robson, regular on the show, and his brother, Mr. Will Robson, mm. who is a comic book artist. Kind of like an upgraded um, version of Alex, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's just a Alex 2.0. So we're going to chat to them in a bit about the movie Train to Busan, which uh, we're very much looking forward mm-hmm. to. But before we do that, Let's uh correspondence Ben. That's correspondence. Correspondence. Yeah, well done. That's right. Slick. Have we got any letters, uh, any catching up from previous yes. episodes? Yes. I'll go first. Dear watching films in the toilet. It's friend slash enemy of the podcast, James Cameron here. Sorry uh-huh. I've not been in touch for a while. I've been riding high off the completely unfounded success of Avatar Way of Water. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to get in touch because I finally got around to listening to your last podcast. In an improvised conversation that you very quickly abandoned, Eamon mentioned that he likes to keep birds alive and dead. As something of a connoisseur when it comes to dead animals, I'd love to hear more about Eamon's birds, especially the dead ones. I'd be very interested if you'd be able to spare one of your dead birds. Have you got any? Go on, mate. Send us one of your dead birds. I just want to go on one. Send us a couple, yeah? The old ones are the best. Thanks, James Cameron. Oh, wow. He wants to go on He wants on to have one. a go on the dead birds. I don't know. I'm <laughs> oh, wow. quite sure what he means Wow, there. wow, wow. But no, you know, always always fun to hear from him, isn't it? Yeah, trying to keep yeah. that one going. What's your correspondence? We've got a letter. Uh, I'll read it to you. It, again, relating to a chat we had last week about pick and mix. Oh. And we do have some American listeners who don't know what pick and mix is. Mm-hmm. So FYI, you would pay for a receptacle. Normally a cup. There's a a wall with different containers of sweets and you use a scoop yeah. to scoop some out and you fill up your cup. Sometimes there's tongs. Yeah, a cup full of candy, mm. basically. And you can pick the ones you like. Um, anyway, here's the letter. Hi, this is John Wick. I wanted to talk to you about your pick and mix strategy you mentioned on the last episode. I agree that squashing down the softer candies in layers would allow you to fit more into the cup. But may I suggest you start with a handful of jelly beans. Whereas softer candies provide a flat layer to build upon, the harder candies have a greater surface area. The softer ones will squash between the jelly beans and form a firmer foundation, which will provide more resistance when you push down other softer 
candies. Also, I once strangled a man with a giant strawberry cable, so you might want to keep a few of those in your cup. Best of luck. So it's John Wick then? Wow. Actual John Wick. Holy mackerel. I was really invested when he was talking about sweet strategies. I was a little bit alarmed when he started talking about throttling people. That's what he does, Eamon. You know, it's John Wick. He kills people. That's how he rolls. Does he do that all the time? He's just yeah, like he just kills chatting everyone. about the football and he's just like, oh yeah, I, um, I knifed a guy in, in the back. If it's someone that, yeah, yeah, he would. Every, mm. he, just imagine a scenario, John Wick's killed someone in it. Yeah. That's it. I was thinking maybe you could like stuff someone's mouth full of pear drops and inevitably one would get lodged in their throat. Or put a load of pear drops in there, then punch it in them in the face and break all, oh, yeah. all the teeth. <laughs> yeah, that would be, oh, oh, Eamon, that's violent. Mm. Yeah. Or uh, give people the uh, cola bottles with, without the fizziness on them. And, and they just them, die anyway. Watch them waste away from a sad <laughs> life. And just push them down an escalator. And if they've not di- if they've not died of sadness, then yes, push them down yeah. the escalator. You could, yeah, you? yeah. It yeah, yeah, takes a work. while for someone to die of sadness. So if you if you're against the clock, push them down the escalator as well. I once had a handful of cola bottles and I pushed a man down an escalator. Do you know what's even the saddest of all? Is the giant cola bottles when they they not covered in fizzy? They aren't. They they're not covered in fizzy. <laughs> Do <are> you know? <laughs> Well, it's not sugar, though, is it? It's not sugar. That's the, outside. the title for the podcast for this episode. <laughs> Covered in fizzy. I love it. You know what I mean. Oh, excuse. <laughs> you got anyone's covered in fizzy? Yeah, good. All right, but yeah, John Wick. Thank you very much. Great tips. Mm-hmm. Great tips. Good stuff. Cool. All right, cool. Are we going to toilet news, Eamon? No toilet news. No, no toilet news. No There's toilet no. news today. There's cool. none. There's none in the used news. all our mental capacity to think about these these Robson brothers. We have yeah. so um, yes, the Robson brothers. Let's let's not waste any time. Let's chat about Train to Busan with the Robson brothers. Ooh. Let's get in their toilet. Hello, hello, hi, uh, Will and Alex. Are you in there? Um, I'm I'm just here as his his personal butler, so I can't answer for him. Sir, there's there's a rapping at the door. <laughs> What is it, Alexander? <laughs> You've never spoken to me like that. This is very Why, well, you're my butler. Pour me another damson gin. Come on, Alex, sort it out. Be a butler and open the all damn right, door. Right, open right. the door, then we can unpack your weird family dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, come in for a therapy session. Oh, hello. 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 Why are you... Oh, you're in the bath together. That's... Um... <laughs> yes. Yes, this is this is a usual Thursday evening. <laughs> That's not. It's beautiful. And Will, you've got all sorts of sketches around, put on the walls. I I don't think Marvel or DC would publish these. No, they're, they're uh... mostly my brother in the nude. I like to draw him <laughs> yeah. whilst we're in the bath. I, yeah, I've got a rubber ducky this time. Mm. I mean, that's you could call it that, but um, <laughs> it's uh, anyway. Thank you for having us. It's lovely to see you both. Mm. We've had Mr. Alex on the podcast before quite a few times, but Will, this is the first time you've been on. So welcome. First and last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are with the hosts of the Animated Spider-Man podcast, the Batman the Animated Series podcast. Alex, you do some things on the side, but Will, you <laughs> are a Marvel slash DC slash all sorts comic book artist, which is very exciting. And... You are launching your own 
zombie book outbreaks on Kickstarter, which is kind of why we're here today, isn't it? So uh, just wrap that up and then we'll move on. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm a comic book artist and writer working for Marvel and DC and IDW and all these big companies. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to create my own comic that I truly believe in because I just love zombies. I love the genre I have since I was a little kid, ever since I saw uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller when I was nice. like four. And the zombies scared the shit out of me. Not the dancing part, but the part when they're at the end trying to eat the girl. Stuck yeah. with me forever. And I love the genre. So I started my own zombie comic, which is called Outbreaks. It's kind of like the show Black Mirror on Netflix, where that show is uh, an anthology series. Every episode is different and it focuses on different types of technology. This yeah. is the same thing, but every single story focuses on different types of zombie stories. And we're really trying to push the limits of what a zombie story can be. And that's what's live on Kickstarter right now. That's awesome, man. And congratulations. I have seen the first five pages as a preview and obviously supported the Kickstarter. And it's awesome. So Thank I would so urge... Much anyone else to do the same thing um you were on the our, our pals extreme horror replay podcast the other day and you talked a lot about your career uh, and they asked some really thought-provoking questions i'd say that's a good companion piece to this because we're going to talk about i don't know what zombified celebrity you would keep in your basement for example all right <laughs> and we're going to discuss train to busan today um so how did we watch the movie Start with Eamon. How did you watch Train to Busan, Eamon? Just watch it on the toilet at home, on the reg. Like a boss. Well done, yeah. well done. Alex, how did you see it? Well, since Eamon's um, in the past made fun of my one and a half toilet visits or the mathematics to go into my toilet visits. <laughs> yeah, stupid, isn't it? <laughs> I, I decided to just what? not go near the toilet because I just don't want to be made fun of again. So, um, Can you fill me in on this? Uh, well, uh, last time I broke it up into like two and a half visits mm. and Eamon um, <laughs> wouldn't let it go. <laughs> he didn't know what half a visit to a toilet was, which in hindsight doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, no. I've Doing got... a number one instead of a number two, right? No, that's a whole visit, isn't it, Will? Oh, God, Will. <laughs> if you're, oh, to, do... if you're <laughs> to stop your wee halfway through, then that's half a toilet visit. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair enough. I'm so glad I brought that up. Yeah, me um... too. Really glad. <laughs> Can we really talk more glad. about you going to the toilet i'd like to hear more oh we yeah. will we will will how uh, did you yes. watch the film this week uh i watched it in my living room comfortably oh okay <laughs> all right did you go to the toilet at all while you're watching it or yeah i usually go to the toilet once an hour because i have a very small bladder all right great and i watched it on the toilet too uh well not too because you didn't but i watched it on the toilet <laughs> uh you know because i'm faithful i'm faithful right mm. now uh, we do something on the podcast called The Summer We. I will do a brief synopsis of the film in the time it takes any one of you to do a very long we. Typically the first we of the morning, you know, the longest one. So you need to have a drink of something for me. I drank a pint of blood okay, in preparation for this. Was that nice? It was a bit, how can I say, bloody. Do you mind who? if I ask who the blood belonged to? Um, it belonged to my dog. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's my nephew you're talking about. James Cameron would be proud. Yeah, James Cameron would love that. Yeah, cool. Okay, and how long did, did the wee last after a pint of blood? <laughs> oh, there was there was a lot of blockage and it was... <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, now he's grossed out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, let me reword that. How long did the wee last after a pint of dog blood? <laughs> uh minute and a half minute and a half cool okay all right 
Eamon, are you timing me? Yeah, three, two, one, go. Okay, so there's this fund manager who's far more interested in his work than his daughter. She wants to spend her birthday with her mother in Busan. And when he sees a video of her crying at a singing recital because he wasn't there, he decides to grant her birthday wish. Unfortunately, the train they board at sales station is overrun by evil dead zombies and they have to join forces with this big dude and his pregnant wife a baseball player and his cheerleader girlfriend a couple of elderly sisters and a homeless fella they play a hectic game of whack distract or avoid and manage to get off the train at one point only to be forced back onto the train by a swarm of zombies then the true villain this rich guy who will do literally anything to survive think a slightly older korean matt hancock ruins it for everyone when he starts (laughs) using people as human shields the survivors make it onto the final train to Busan only to be attacked by zombified Korean Matt Hancock and the once selfish father sacrifices himself to save his daughter and the pregnant lady. They wander through a dark tunnel and before a sniper can knight of the living dead the two of them, he hears the saddest song I've ever heard <laughs> and changes his mind. The end. Oh, well done. Minute and seven. I appreciate mm. the knight of the living dead shadow right at the end as well. Cool. So yeah, I mean, I think you'd seen this movie before, right? Yes, I I think I introduced it to my brother. I'm pretty, you did, pretty sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been talking about it for a long time, but Eamon does just ignores me. Mm-hmm. So I finally got him to watch it. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen. Do it. Do you not like to read subtitles, Eamon? Is that what it is? No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> it, all on the phone. No, I'm not. As Ben knows, I'm I'm not a huge horror fan. Just don't like being scared. Um, so that's why I didn't watch it. Okay, but Eamon, what were your initial impressions now that you've seen it for the first time? The, the phrase that I kept on thinking about all the way through was that it was cliche-free. At no point did I roll my eyes and go like, of course they've done that. They're, everyone behaved like according to character. The internal logic of the film was fantastic. There was no like leaps of faith you had to make in order to kind of make it work. That's good. Will, how did you feel revisiting? Yeah, I enjoy it. Look, I'm not a fast zombie guy. That's That doesn't uh, butter my bread, I guess. I don't know why I couldn't think of an analogy <laughs> there. That doesn't bite my neck. But um, I find the slow zombies scarier because there's something that Edgar Wright said about slow-moving zombies is that they're like lava. They're just impending doom that's eventually going to get you. And you yeah. can see it coming and it's going to be a slow and painful death. And I really love that about the zombie genre. And especially because slow zombies give you hope that like, oh, I can kill a few of them or I can dodge a few of them. I might be able to get through it. But in the end, they'll always kill you. Where fast moving zombies, you're f***ed, right? Like you're screwed. I would run outside and I'd do like a Jesus pose and just (laughs) let one of them take me because no one is surviving that at all. No, they're too frantic, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, these these ones are intense as well. Like the way, how quickly they transform and the way their body contorts. And some of them, the way they would get up as well, it was almost like there was no effort in the way they got up. Mm. Their body would just automatically look like it's moving and their brain had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like they're just on a mission to just kill whatever's in front of them. And being in a narrow space, like a train, I thought that was a really clever way as like a funnel system to like send them towards all of the helpless people on board. Yeah, I really liked the set of a train. I thought that was the best bit of the whole film. Yeah, the way in which they use the train and split it up and use those doors as well. I felt that the zombies were sort of like, as I said, evil dead zombies. It was like they were they were on the border of being demonic and possessed in the way mm. that rickety way they moved. Mm. How did you guys feel about that? You Do you prefer your zombies more human or more demonic? I've never been asked that before. Yeah, mm. I, I guess uh, I do like them more 
human when they look to be a bit possessed, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Do you consider the threat in Evil Dead to be zombies? Because that's quite, that's something that a lot of people debate because I've never, they are not zombies to me. No, I would agree. They're not zombies to me either, but the way the makeup design mm-hmm. and just the the jitteriness of them, I'd say was more evil dead than the Night of the Living Dead, for yeah. example. What about you, Eamon? How did you feel about them? I was hoping one of you were going to say, I like my zombies like I like my women. So you let me down there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, In what's no finish? Yeah, sentence. go on. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of a, of a way of make, of completing that without making it horrific. Jittery with white eyes? Is that yeah. <laughs> yeah, without a pulse. Yeah, it's all Foaming horrible. at the mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Eamon, did you, oh. what did you think? Did they freak you out? They did. I didn't realise there was um, this delineation between what's the official zombie type then is it slow and dumb no there's there is a spectrum the the classic fast moving and they started in i guess 28 days later was really the first to sort mm. of do it yeah um but now they've become a huge part of just zombie culture especially in video games and things like what i loved about these ones was their behavior was so on point i loved it when it went dark and they just sort of stopped it's really creepy and I love that they could use that as a tool to sort of get get around them. I just rewatched Land of the Dead. I hadn't seen it for 20 odd years or something like that. And they did something in it that I forgot that I really liked where they would set off fireworks to distract the zombies. Yeah. And they, all the zombies would just look up at it and just be mesmerized by it. Ooh. And it, that reminded me of like, oh, like Train to Busan with the lights and stuff like that. The great thing about that story is, is they eventually like uh, overcome that. And it's such a great moment in the movie where like they're all looking up and then they just start looking at everybody like that don't work on us anymore. And it's like, oh, my God, like it's a it's a terrible movie, but it's a good scene. That was I guess in this it was more like the they became a bit too reliant on it and it failed them ultimately, didn't it? And also with the tunnel system, you don't quite know when it's going to cut out. It was really effective. Yeah, Yeah, that was definitely my favorite scene of the whole film, for sure. Like I when I went back and watched it again today, I was I was so invested in that scene. And even though I'd seen it, I was like, oh, my God, go, go, go. You know, like I got that feeling of like the the stakes are high here, especially sneaking up where they store all the luggage. I thought that was really clever. I love that. Even though don't they usually have dividers in those things? They do. Yeah. So for the sake of Yeah, but don't you want to have fun? Like, yeah, no, ruined the film. <laughs> yeah, besides that, I really liked how they were looking at their phone, like looking at the sat nav and being like, okay, mm. we've got a tunnel coming yeah. up here. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I loved about it. Is It's like the people in it were not like, they didn't behave stupidly just to move the plot on. All, all the behavior was what you would actually sort of expect from people in that situation. Which of the... I guess the guys who had to don weapons and fight through the zombies, would you have been? So there's the dude who wraps the like cellar tape around his arms to protect himself. There's the bat guy. And then the, the dad, did he have like a shield? Was that what he had? At one point. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah, of, to bash yeah, them out fashion, just, yeah. Who do you think you would have been in this scenario? I, I would have been the, the, uh, the businessman who would do anything to survive in the back. <laughs> that guy. I would not be, I would not be fighting zombies to save the, everyone. The Tory in the, uh, yes. in the carriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that I am. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> but, um, I would, in this sense, yes, I would wave uh, a Tory flag. <laughs> hey hey guys <laughs> join my carriage <laughs> but again he was 
he was obviously the villain of the piece and the one that he great was the villain. one you had. Brilliant he was villain. great. Oh, he was cracking me up, just like throwing people into yeah. zombies and mm. stuff. But yeah. he was just ultimately trying to survive in I the know. worst possible selfish way. But it did make sense. My wife is quite a cynical person and like she had no problem with that character. At all. She's like, I get it. Like, I did the same thing. <laughs> Stranger, be bitten, not me. Like, yeah. <laughs> The true hero of the film. Yeah. Ben, did you have a, a person, one of those three people who, who you most related to? I think I want the bat. I like to bat them all out of the way. Well, that that is on trend for Ben because when he, he were at school, he used to get goaded all the time into going out with hot women. <laughs> I love that scene on the train where we're all like, go out with that hot girl. And he's like, stop. Lads, stop! I don't like it. That's the only time I didn't quite believe the, the logic of the... go out with her. He used to get it all the time. Yeah, I did on the bus. Yeah, I want to get to know all... her on the inside. I think we can all relate to that, can't we? we we've all uh, we've all been there. Hundred uh, percent. This is the only time you hear my brother being quiet in situations like this. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. Why was he so like? Oh no, I don't like her. Oh, yeah. she was all over him. What a wuss. Uh, but <laughs> he died. He died, didn't he? So it's fine. I mean, she everyone, died in his arms. Yeah, everyone died. Everyone died except yeah. the two, except the two most protected characters. The scene when the dad to be when he was saying goodbye to his wife. Yeah, and it wasn't like a big moment where it's like let's take a really long time. Like Eamon speaking to what you're saying, like realistically that wouldn't happen if they took ages to be like say a proper goodbye. And because yeah, he's holding yeah. a door of zombies and he's like get out, I'm gonna turn go. Mm. And mm. all he simply says is like go run, and then he shouts the name of the kid. He's like that's the name of our child. Yeah. I was like that's great. That's such a great way to close that character out before he yeah. goes. And the name was. <laughs> of the child that he named after them in a very similar way when when the dad the, the main dad says bye to his daughter i was thinking to myself if the daughter sings that song now this entire film is ruined because they don't have time for her for her to sing this song and i was so relieved when she didn't and then actually when they she did it at the end it was really sweet it was really like poignant it was heartbreaking it's yeah. really the way she sang it as well. She was brilliant. As you said, Will, you picked up on my reference there in the in the summer we the they didn't Night of the Living Dead it. So obviously in, in Night of the Living Dead, the survivor is murdered at the end. Um how would you have felt if that sniper had just shot those two? Would that have um Yeah, I would have been fine with that because um it would have been an ode to the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, I know my brother, he he's never seen the original Night of the Living Dead, but he watched the nineties remake which switches up the ending of it. And I remember telling him about the original ending. He's like, oh, that's way better. It it's because it's such you've, you've experienced this whole movie. He's the sole survivor of this yeah. crazy house. And it's just a bunch of good time boys like, bang, right, put him in the pile, we're moving on. You're like, yeah. oh my God. It is brutal. It's Absolutely one of my favorite brutal. endings to a movie ever, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Eamon, did you, would you have preferred the two women to die? Or were you... I do quite like it when the women die in the films, don't you? So... Was that? What, what you, how do you feel about that? I think I, they had. I would have been, felt very sad, but that I would have also felt that adheres to the to the logic. Army folks not known for their dilly dallying, but then in the way that they sort of saved themselves with that song, I think also sort of made sense. So I, actually, I think they'd done so brilliantly up to that point. They could have done anything. Could well, have. do a TikTok in the in the tunnel. Yeah, if she started doing the Running Man. I was just like, fine. <laughs> 
a really sad yeah, version. A really sad version, the running man. It's like <laughs> Yeah. Aloha. <laughs> I was thinking the guy might hear the song and be like, Oh, that sounds terrible. Bam, bam. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that song. It reminds me of my stupid wife. Bam. <laughs> I've got a bit of a problem though with the singing, as much as I know it's part of the plot device and mm. it saves their lives. If you're on your own, right? Like you're a pregnant lady with a child and you're going into an area where you don't know it's safe or not. I would be like, can you stop singing? Because you're attracting attention from everywhere in this apocalypse right now. Like, shut yeah. up. I would be like, the moment she starts yeah, singing, I'd be no, like, the no, new ending is now. Bang, and the, the lady just shoots the child. <laughs> just carried a gun with her all that time. I'm yeah. safe now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. They were just completely broken at the end. There was a line at the beginning, which I wrote down, which I thought thematically just summed up the whole film. There's the deer right at the beginning, which kind of reanimates itself. And the truck driver says, such a shitty day. And I thought, yeah, that is this entire film. <laughs> have you ever had a day that bad, Eamon? Uh, I mean, it's a weird question. You don't have to answer it. We can move on. I'm one of the worst days in our lives. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think mine was when my mother died. Yeah. yeah. That was, and, I, and I watched her go in the hospital oh room. God. That was my worst day. Yeah. Well, and then she came back yeah. as a zombie. I'm, glad, I'm really glad I asked that. I once, uh, when I was in working in Camden, I once saw an old lady got whose head got run over by a cement truck and it went like that. That the sort of thing you're after? Good God. Oh, wow. Wanted. Just well, trying so. to make provoke discussion. Mom's I mean... dying of cancer, old lady's head's exploding. Eamon, <laughs> yeah. why don't you ben, ask a question? Sick. You're I sick, Ben. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Well done. Well, Will's book's coming out soon. And uh, <laughs> on that note... What's the worst day of your life, Ben? I, it was a silly question. <laughs> Right, I've got a question that hopefully won't make us all cry and sweat. You can pick one zombified celebrity. So the apocalypse has happened. We're all okay. You can pick one zombified celebrity to keep in your basement. Who would it be? Who do you want? I think mm. I'd keep Sir Paul McCartney because I bet even as a zombie, he's probably like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like I bet he could still ooh. carry a tune as a zombie. That would be nice. I wonder if he's... Do that thing where he sort of purses his lips. Does that? He does that all the time. I wonder if the zombie Paul. Mc, yeah, I wonder if someone the... bring me some human meat, baby. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long would his pair of Converse last? Ooh, I, I won't last that long to find out. No, that's true. I think I'd have um, James Corden uh, because <laughs> if I felt awful, I could go down to the basement and think <laughs> at least James Corden's dead. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to like give him a whack or something. Like no, that. and then I'd whack him. Yeah, and then I'd lay into him. That would be good. Yeah. So that, that would work. That would be great. You'd like get home, say to your wife, ah, oh, had a rough day. Just heading into the basement. How embarrassed would you be if he accidentally like broke out and bit you and you became a zombie because oh. of James Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned to a zombie because of James Corden. <laughs> the zombie infection would somehow be worse yeah. if you were bitten by him. You'd be a zombie, but the other zombies wouldn't let you near them because they'd hate you as well. So you'd have to just walk around on your own for the rest of your life. Eamon, who would you have? Pat Butcher from EastEnders. <laughs> Uh, why? Go on. Why not? Looks fun, doesn't she? Pam St. Clement. A little like bar down in the basement then or something. I'd, I'd look after her really well. I get all sorts of zombie earrings. 
which you would love. Yeah. And again, interestingly, I've chosen someone with a with a puckered mouth as well. <laughs> so Alex, who's your which puckered mouth celebrity would you choose? Oh, so it's even harder now. Thanks. I mean, the three choices we've exhausted all of the celebrity <laughs> choices, haven't we? How could you possibly choose Fine now? Enough, all English choices as well. That's true. Mm. I like the idea, Eamon, that you'd set up a little bar scenario, like your own homemade Queen Vic, so you could get yeah, Pat yeah. as a zombie to reenact her. I think she's so familiar with the patter that she just has that muscle memory, and you'd sort of get, you could just like play along with it and be like, you wouldn't believe it, Pat. He's only gone and done a runner, and she'd just go, yeah. do, 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 do. <laughs> I guess mine would be Gordon Ramsay, because. Oh. Having like Gordon eating different people would be like, yes. delicious. Yes. <laughs> I would f- I would actually feed him different things. Just see the stairs. Done. He's like, hello, big boy. Oh, sure. <laughs> God, what you got for me today then? <laughs> <laughs> just chained up and he's just constantly trying to get to things. But yeah, he's still got but a refined you, palate. You'd have to what? You'd probably have to actually, like, you can't just give him the raw meat. You'd have to do like you a tartare. But and I blend it with other things. Yeah, well, that's salt. the thing, Give right? Yeah, uh, I would really enjoy that, and I'd improve my chef skills. I'd also become a serial killer and, and murder people, obviously, because yeah. I've got to feed him. But that's of part, part of the course. I like to think that he'd say all his zombie words, but he'd also still say yes. And I'd also I take great pleasure in running up to him with some bread and go, What are you? And he goes, I mean he's halfway there, isn't he? Like if you've seen him recently, (laughs) doesn't look good. No, he does look a little And this is my Ben and I often talk about Joe Rogan's human growth hormone consumption. I'm convinced Ramsey is on the same because his head it's just it's huge. It's Why don't you massive. tell them about your Gordon Ramsay dream that you had? <laughs> yeah, Alex. Why don't you yeah, tell us on. about that? So I, um, a few years ago, I had the weirdest dream where Gordon Ramsay came to me one day and he's just like, you are the new guardian of the timeline. And I was like, what are you on about, mate? And he's like, you've got to come with me. I'll show. And he pulled like this hood off and his head, you know, has all these wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is the timeline of Earth. (laughs) Everybody's timeline takes place in my forehead. And I mean, now it's not so bad because actually gaining some weight, my lines have gone from my forehead. But (laughs) back in my skinnier days, I had quite a like liney brow, I guess you call it a liney brow. Right. Um, And I, that was playing on my mind. So in my dream, he was like, I'm passing the torch and you're going to be the new guardian of the timeline and it's going to go into your head and you're going to have to take I over. I just love that Gordon, the reason why Gordon Ramsay has deep lines in his forehead is because mm. he's protecting us all from like yeah. the, the all of the, the world turning into like... Yeah, a multiversal disaster. Yeah, I love that like your anxiety about your brow has <laughs> been manifested, like the way it's manifested is the universe is at stake. Actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> you've just got a line on your eyebrow. Yeah, just got a couple of lines, but that yeah. was enough for me and my insecurities to think that it's a big world problem. Oh man, I'm really jealous. I never have like coherent dreams like that. That's amazing. Well, I'm... I actually, I have a lot of reoccurring zombie dreams and I love them. They're great. I actually have, I wake up and I'm like, well, that was fun. You know, Do you normally win? Zombie apocalypse. Well, I had one where I was in my grandmother's house and a zombie was getting in and my dad, it was, it got up in through the top window and was coming in and my dad saw it was coming in and he went, oh, for fuck 
sake, William. Like, you let another one in. Just, <laughs> like, bring me back to my childhood, like my father's telling me on, because I let a zombie in. And I was like, it's yeah. not my fault. The window wouldn't shut properly. <laughs> do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you watched Thriller at a young age? Because I, I, I watched Alien when I was really young. And it's subsequently become this my favourite film series. But I had loads of nightmares about Aliens when I was a kid. Well, there's three movies that have defined what I find frightening, but have just established my interests for the rest of my life. And they're all horror. It's uh, The Exorcist, which I saw as a kid, which mm-hmm. scared the crap out of me. And has given me a deep fear of anything when it's like a little girl's possessed or a little girl ghost or anything like that. That's the scariest thing to me in the world because it's just, here's pure innocence, but evil. And I just, mm. I, I find that yeah. very scary. The other one is Jaws, where I don't like to go in the ocean at all. And I yeah. have a deep fear of sharks, but I have a deep fascination with sharks and I love learning about them. And then the other one is zombies because of watching Thriller. I still remember seeing it like at my mate's house, like before... Because me and my brother, we moved to America when I was like seven. I just remember being at my friend's house and it was just on TV, like in their conservatory. Mm, yeah. I remember Michael Jackson turning with the LIs. And I'm like, I remember being like, I should not be seeing this right now. This is terrifying. <laughs> what zombies would you say have most influenced your artwork when you draw zombies? Well, my favorite zombie movie is a movie called Day of the Dead, which is the, mm. the last Romero trilogy film. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it's severely underrated movie. It set up so much stuff that was way ahead of its time because it showed us the zombie apocalypse like months, even years down the line, which nothing had ever done before. It was always about the outbreak. Yeah. And it it was the first one to to show like if you get bitten by a zombie and you chop off a limb, um, you might survive the bite. And like Mm. it established all this other stuff where I was like, this is like really interesting. Uh, and smart zombies as well that was with barb and all that stuff that's that's a very famous thing but i always found the zombies in that movie really really scary yeah and funnily enough greg nicotero worked on that film who eventually did all of the zombie makeup for land of the dead and then obviously the walking dead which he took over as a showrunner so yeah greg nicotero's style of zombie which is just a rotting corpse Mm. i think that's the the best that zombies have ever looked just rotting corpses is is what you're into especially if it's like puppetry like if it's a zombie that is clearly a puppet but like it's got like half its jaw missing and stuff that's uh, there's something just terrifying about you're supposed to be dead you are rotting you're turning Mm. into nothing you're disgusting and you want to eat me that and that's so personal like no <laughs> yeah get away from me i think that's a fair response yeah um do you know what mate i actually don't want you to eat me it's a hard no <laughs> i've actually i've got a little game for us to play it's i guess if it had to have a name it would be called zombie movies or non b movies right so okay. these are movies that sound like they could be zombie movies and some of them are actual zombie movies and you have to tell me which is which. Okay, there you yeah. go. Those are the rules. Eamon, I'll start with you so you can get subjected to it first. Okay. Uh, okay. My first film is called Scarlet Street. Is that a zombie movie or a non-bee movie? I'm going to say non-bee movie. You are correct. That was a 1945 film noir uh, not a zombie movie. Yes. Alex, ready? Yeah. Make out with violence. Is that a zombie movie or a non-bee movie? Make out with violence. Mm. That also sounds like a film noir. 
or a zombie porno? I am going to say it's a ooh, zombie movie. It is a zombie movie. Oh! It was made in 2008. Will, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. The Roost. I'm going to say that's a zombie movie. That is also a zombie movie. Uh, it's set on a farm. Zombies <laughs> on a farm. <laughs> it was made in 2005. Was it like zombie chickens or something being called The Roost? That's what I think. I don't know if it's like zombie chickens, but I think people kind of get stranded in a farm. Is it coming off of the phrase like, oh, they rule the roost? Like they're the rooster. It's like they're in charge of like the hen house. So I'm going to agree. Well. I haven't <laughs> seen it, but that's yeah. what they're going for. Let's go with it. Maybe that's the tagline. Is it roost with like a Z at the end? Like the roost? <laughs> no, like no, it's just roost. Yeah. There's a dollar sign for the S. But, you know, <laughs> it. Don't know why. Money. Um, Guaranteed money making. <laughs> All right. Eamon, black sheep. Oh, I think I know that one. That is that is a zombie film. It's a comedy f- sort of horror, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I, I do know that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, for you... Yeah, me too, totally. <laughs> <laughs> He's all over it. you got a tattoo, haven't you? Oh, yeah, black sheep. Black sheep on tattoo on, on your yeah. throat. Yeah. Um, okay, this one. Ed and his dead mother. Oh, God, Ben. I said Numbi, and we've had... Dead Dead Redemption is the sequel. I always try and think there's some pattern to your madness here where I'm like, well, we've had a few zombies. Oh, there's no pattern. There's no pattern. Um, Ed and his dead mother. I'm going to say a non-bee movie. It is a zombie movie. Oh, that's two losses. It's about this guy called Ed and his dead mother. I'm in. That sounds great. (laughs) That does sound good. Sounds good. That sounds like an outbreak story. Is it like Psycho, but she's a zombie? Because that sounds fun as well. Write that one down for an outbreak story. (laughs) You could call it Psycho, but the S is replaced with a Z. Or a dollar sign. (laughs) Or a dollar sign. (laughs) Have you seen the cover of this movie? How it's an old woman with a a small dog on her plate. It doesn't really make me want to watch this movie. It's mad. Uh, All these films are great. You should watch them all. Uh, (laughs) Right, Will, last one. Let's go with Elevator to the Gallows. Because these are all actual films, whether they are zombie or not. Yes, yeah. Nombi, because what the hell does hanging have to do with zombies? That's true. It is a 1958 French crime thriller. Cool, well, that was the game. (laughs) Nombi or zombie? (laughs) who knows where it might go next i got everyone wrong yeah well done well done i think i would have as well so it is that time of the show where we decide whether we're going to fish train to busan out of the toilet or flush it away so will we fish it out much like that father who name we don't know fishes his daughter out from under train or will we flush it like i imagine all of those rotting corpses were flushed away when the whole thing was over. Will, would you fish this out of the toilet, save it, keep it on your mantelpiece, or flush it away because it's a load of trash? Absolutely keep it. I think it was a fresh zombie movie. I know there is a sequel, um, but I haven't seen it because I've heard nothing but bad things about it. I've actually seen it. Oh, how was it? Not good. Okay. But Alex, what would you do with this movie? I would definitely fish this one out. I really like this movie. It's a movie that stood out to me when I first saw it, and it's now definitely one of my all-time favorite zombie films, or at least a zombie film that I would watch more than once and still enjoy it. Uh, Eamon, 
What hmm. about you? This is probably going to surprise you, but I think I'd flush it. I think it's a piece of shit. Oh, and that's that? Yeah, get rid of it. You're such a liar. No, of course I'd fish it out. I, th- I thought it was brilliant, really refreshing, like I said, really believable, and yeah, tight. What about you, Ben? What about me? I, I would definitely fish this out. It's one of my favorite zombie movies. Um, yeah, I get more out of it every single time. I forgot how heartbreaking it is. It's really, it's just one of those films that it gets this tone that you rarely see. It's kind of like an adventure movie in parts. It's quite funny, but then it's devastating. Um, and they get everything right. It's really, yeah. really clever. But that means all four of us have fished it out. So Train mm. to Busan is going into our tank of glory. Ooh. Hooray! Which means something else in our tank of glory has to leave. So yeah. in there at the moment, we have Top Gun Maverick, Trespass, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Copland, and the actor Jonathan Majors, because he'd put in some great performances and we felt bad for flushing both of the films that he'd been in. Yeah. So I haven't wow. seen any of those movies. You haven't You've seen, seen Copland? What's Copland? With Sylvester oh, Stallone. Oh, Stallone and yeah. and yeah. He plays a, a big oaf, a big thick oaf. <laughs> like every other movie. You really had to dive deep for that one. But um <laughs> no, I, I vote to keep Copland, you can scrap the rest. So yeah. I have given each of these films and actor a number between one and five. Will, since you're this is your first time on the show. Can you pick a number between one and five, please? And this will be what is leaving our tank of glory and being replaced by Train to Busan. One. Here we go. Number one. Copland is oh. leaving. Oh, <laughs> and being replaced by Train to Busan. But what a great what Copland a great is substitute. a good movie, but do I want to ever see it again? No. I've yeah. seen it. Okay, cool. So into the tank of glory it goes. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for for having us in your toilet. I mean, you've both been in the bath the whole time, so it must be quite cold now. Yeah, you're shaking and you've both gone purple. Please, please get warm. So keeping with the zombie theme, which (laughs) is good. um, Just where can we find you um, and what what should we do to you if we do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a funny question because I'm naked. So you're asking me that. Mm. It's very strange. Okay, so for all those that um, haven't heard me on this pod before, um, I do two podcasts with my brother. One is Spider-Man, the animated series podcast, and the other one is Batman, the animated series podcast. Both podcasts, we review the acclaimed 90s animated series, Spider-Man and Batman. We have guests on the shows from uh, the both shows from writers to voice actors to directors to the showrunner of Spider-Man, the animated series. And we also, we goof around a lot and we have silly scenarios that our listeners write in and have us uh, uh, enact just completely off the cuff, which has been fun. So yeah, if you guys want to check it out, just uh, go to any podcast platform, check out Batman, the animated series podcast or Spider-Man, the animated series podcast. So yeah, Thank check you, it out. Alex. And Will, plug yourself. You can find me anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's R-O-B-S-O-N-I-N-K on the interwebs. And please go to Kickstarter, search Outbreaks, uh, and support my book because I want it to be a thing. Thank you very much, guys. We'll let Thanks, you clean guys. yourselves up. Take well, care. that's what my brother's here for. <laughs> <laughs> Your butler. 
<laughs> oh, could... butler has a new meaning now. It always the... did. <laughs> that's right. It's the origin of the word. Now I'm up. always a butler. <laughs> um, right, Eamon, come that's on, my, get out. That's my secret, bro. Right. <laughs> I've always been a butler. <laughs> All right, see you, boys. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye. Cool. So that was great. Now time for this uh, episode's top five. Typically, myself and Eamon would guess our top five movies based on a particular movie theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the winner gets to pick next time's film and the loser gets a forfeit. This time we've, we've switched it a little bit, haven't we? Yeah. We've mixed it up a bit. We're going to choose our top five train stations. <laughs> uh, top five actual train stations. We did this once before with egg preparations. <laughs> we did. It was terrible for Ben. Let's see yeah. how it goes this time. Okay, so I get to go first because I lost last time. Having discussed this with Ben offline, I don't think that we're going to get any any of each other's. But Yeah, I don't think we are either. No. But um, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, so I get the first you guess. The first one. Oh, God, this is not going to happen, is it? No. I'm going to go with a duplicate. Whoa. I'm going to say... Exeter train station. Next to St. David's or? Yes. Next no. to St. David's. Oh, no. okay. You're yeah. picking that one? No. I'm going to say uh, London Victoria. No, not London Victoria. Mm. I'm going to say Leeds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You should have chosen that because I've talked about that. That's the, the moment of one of my, my greatest victories in life. You have. You have. Yeah. I uh, accidentally, accidentally used the ladies' toilet and got away with it. You did. So well done. True. Well done. Okay, cool. Your turn. Uh, London Bridge. London Bridge. Yes, I have oh. chosen London Bridge. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> I enjoy the spread of London Bridge. Uh, you got you got your your overgrounds on one side. You got your underground on the other. Uh, yeah. Got and, the uh, shard as well. Love you've the got shard. a shard there. You've got. Mm. They've just kind of added some new shops. It's quite nice. Um, mm. Yeah, I like London Bridge. All right, good. Is it my choice again? You sure that shouldn't be the title of the uh, episode? <laughs> yeah, I like London Bridge. <laughs> I like London Bridge. <laughs> oh, God. All right, next one for you. I'm going to say Reading. No. Okay, last guess. Last guess. God, I'd love it if I won. You might. I will go for Oxford Circus. No. Oh. So is that it? That's it. Did I go with one duplicate? Yeah. So you didn't go with any duplicates? I won. So you win. <laughs> But that's ridiculous. Okay, what did okay. you have? So I had London Bridge, mm-hmm. St. Pancras International. Oh, yes, that is station. a good one. Yeah. Angel, which has massive escalators, which I really enjoy. Blackfriars, because it's on a bridge. Mm-hmm. And you get a sweet view of the Thames. And Exeter, St. David's. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> Very London-centric, your uh, choices, mm. if you don't that's mind me saying most, so, Ben. That's where I spend most of the station time. Yeah. So I said uh, Leeds, which you got. Yep. Marlebone, which is just a beautiful station. Oh, exquisite design. Yeah. Uh, you went far off with Exeter St. David's. I went for Bristol Temple Meads. Westminster. I like mm-hmm. how industrial it looks. It's yeah, huge it's, and it's cavernous. Yeah. And uh, Edinburgh Waverley Station as well. Because okay. it's a nice looking station. Yeah, I wasn't getting that one. No. Good. Well, that was ridiculous. That was, um, um, probably won't do that again, will we? No. So what's my forfeit this week? Become a train driver. Become a train driver. Okay, I'll be a train driver. And um, last time you had to uh, fight a heavyweight boxer. How did that I go? I did. I did. Uh, well, it, it went this way. So in preparation for my fight, I've watched every boxing movie and I've seen that a lot of the fights end in the same way. So I'm pretty confident about my strategy, which I think is going to take my opponent by surprise. Here we are for this much anticipated fight between 
Heavyweight champion Tyson Fury and Ben, who has somehow managed to get an immediate shot at the title with no previous boxing experience and a startling weight difference. Going in, Ben claimed he would be trying to avoid Fury for 12 rounds and he seems to be sticking to that game plan, jogging from corner to corner and keeping his distance from the champion. But Ooh. Looks like he's now walking Ooh. very slowly to the middle of the ring. Ooh. Bobbing up and down. Almost like he's in slow motion. Now he's throwing very slow punches. Tyson isn't quite sure what's going on. Ooh. Very slow left hook there. And it's all over. Fred is down. Probably dead. And Tyson Fury, still heavyweight champion of the world. What are we watching next time, Eamon? Uh, we're going to watch John Wick 4. Mm. Mm. We're going to get pick and mix, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we are. Bit of well, a challenge, I I'm think. on a low-carb diet, so that'll have to be my treat day. I eat those. That's very much going from 0 to 60. <laughs> that is. Yeah, you're, <laughs> In you're carb all... terms. The uh, the Tesla of diets right there. Yeah, I might kung fu sure kick works, my but... way through that cinema after Hell I've eaten yeah. a few fizzy cola bottles. Yeah, and like shoot loads of people in the head. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do okay. that one. Okay, no. cool. Well, that, okay. yeah, I'm, well, you know me. I'm really looking forward to John Wick 4. I know you are. I can't wait. Scott Adkins, Donnie Yen, Keanu. It's going to be big. It's All going right. to be big. Okay, cool. So one more thing to do, Ben. We need to thank our Patreons. Yes, we and do. And why don't we do that by playing this game? What okay. <laughs> can mix item would our Patreons be? Oh, that's such a good uh, idea. Okay, so first of all, should we start with Mike Foster? Mike Foster. Mike Foster. He's reliable. Yeah, he's solid. He's tasty. Piece of a, a cube of fudge. Oh, he's a cube of fudge. Yeah, yeah but and he's he's reliable, tasty, and he melts in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he likes that. Yeah. There we go. Good. Okay, okay let's start. Uh, big Ben. He's mm. uh, he's big. He's big. He's long. He's long. He, he's used to pack down other sweets. I can see where you're going. Yeah, he loves packing down other sweets. He's always <laughs> going on about it. That's <laughs> his podcast. Yeah. Extreme pack down sweets replay. Um, <laughs> so he's, so a big, he's a cable. He's, he's a big, a big cable. long strawberry but cable, me, isn't he? Well, I was going to say... Let me put a twist on this. He's the apple-flavoured okay. one. He's the one you'd uh, be surprised to see. I get both. If they have red cables, I'm like, great. If they have red and green, I'm like, fucking yes. Yeah. I'm absolutely delighted. And that's how we feel about Big Ben, isn't it? It is. Fucking yeah. yes. <laughs> and then uh, Raph. Raph. Our friend Raph. He's very sweet, isn't he? He's very, very sweet. sweet. Is he uh, a white chocolate mouse? Is he a white chocolate mouse? I'm thinking he's. I'm thinking there's a bit more to him than that. You know, yeah. a white chocolate mouse, tasty but basic. Mm-hmm. You know what he is? What is he? He's a couple of cherries, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's a couple of cherries. Couple he's got a lot cherries. going on. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's twice the fun. When you when you taste it, you go ooh wee ooh wee ooh wee. That's what you say when you meet Raph. And then you swallow it. Yeah. And it catches a little bit in your throat. <laughs> and, then you, and then you carry on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. And finally... Your mum. God. Oh, God. Finally, <laughs> my mum. What pick and mix <laughs> What pick and mix is my mum? <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
She is. You know what? She's one of she's one of the favourites, isn't she? She she's one of our favourite sweets. She's one of our favourite people. She's she's reliable. Uh, she's um, she's sugary. She is. Is she uh, jelly beans most of the time? Delightful. Every so often, <laughs> didn't like that one at all. <laughs> I always enjoy jelly beans. So for me. She can be jelly beans. Yeah. Your take on it may be different, but what? There's nothing I can do about yeah, it. I know. I, I think they're delicious, but every so often I'm like, "Oh God, that one is horrible." Why do they suddenly become horrible? That's what I say. <laughs> Again, that's that's your that's your take yeah, on it. Yeah. I think she's some delicious jelly beans. So yeah, thank you to all the patrons, and yeah. I mean, good God, if that hasn't made you want to sign up, then yeah, we can what pay will? you to sweets for crying out loud. Will who doesn't what want will? to do that? Done. Whew. Well, that was fun. Yeah, thank you, Robson Brothers. Thanks, Robson Brothers. Check out all their stuff, what they said, what they said about. Check us out, Patreon, Patreon all the social media, you know, watching films on the toilet. Just find us, Mm -hmm. chat to us, give us some sweets. Yeah, tell tell us your favourite sweets, but in a a funny way. Don't just say like um, Mentos. I like Skittles. I like uh, like Toffee Crisp. I mean, that's not even (laughs) sweet, that's a chocolate bar. There's a, there's a certain tone with which they're all delivering it. They almost don't pronounce the last part of the word. Toffee Chris. Yeah, I like Toffee Chris. <laughs> I like Starburst. Have you got a Mars <laughs> bar? Cadbury's Dairy Mill. <laughs> I'm so silly. Oh... Oh, oh Ben, you saved the best to last there. <laughs> Sign us out. <laughs> oh, keep flushing. <laughs>